Welcome to episode three of the Pub Test Home Brewed. Oi, you is how we address the general public now, and you'll know why after our last episode. Uh, we're coming to you this time from our favourite Port Moresby bar, La Mana. Yes, it's the one bar on the planet where you can find men of colour who can't dance and wear size small undies. A quick shout out to a bloke that used to work for me whilst I was living in Papua New Guinea. His name is Ten. Yes, that's right, T-E-N. And he was called Ten by his parents because, believe it or not, he was the 10th child and they'd given up on trying to find a new name for their 10th child. So hello, Ten, mate. How are you? Lovely, Blake. I hope you're still well. But look, today, Danny, we're going to get into some fun today with, we're going to discuss, well, the two topics we're going to discuss are reality TV and the pest, he's a new bloke that's come along. He's, we've decided to throw him into the rotation. So uh, without any further ado, I'm going to spin the wheel and then uh, have a chat with you, mate, and we're going to talk reality TV. The wheel is spun and we're on to the next segment. What's the segment, JK? Reality TV. Oh. We cannot avoid it, can we? No. In this modern day. Reality TV. It's about as real as a plastic. It's an oxymoron, isn't it? Really? It is an oxymoron. Reality TV is an oxymoron. I mean, yep. examples are Holy War is an oxymoron to me. Yep. Honest politician. That's an oxymoron. Yeah. Intelligent Westie. Oh, glad you, glad you said that, not me. Oh, okay, sorry, mate. I can say Narang Virgin. Now, you know, I come from Mudrabar, which is down down the road from Narang. My old man used to say, if you, if you made it out of Mudrabar, if you made it to 12, in Madrabar with your virginity, you were lucky. And uh, I tell you, I was very grateful, those girls, back in the days. <laughs> um, what about Gold Coast Mensa? Does that – does that Refugee from Mensa. Yes, you are. The you Gold are, Coast. Yeah, you, yeah. you missed out. But that, Mensa, that M-E-N-S-A, look it up. M-E-N-S-A, Mensa. Yeah. R-A-Z-Z-L-E-S-T-A-C-K. So people get – they get really into that married at first sight, don't they? You know, I don't understand married at first sight. It's kind of, to me, straight off the, the go, it's like they're making a mar- uh, mockery of marriage for a start. Mm. So why isn't the church jumping up and down about that? I never heard that too much about that. Oh, well, they might be invested in the show. You never know. Or the, that too. Or the actual shares of the television station that puts mm. them on. Because if you look at the, uh, you know, married at first sight, Nicholas Cage, Hi, Nick here, you know. When my dog licks itself, everybody goes, oh, that's cute. But when I do it, they say, get away from my dog, you sicko. So it's like Nicolas Cage had a four-day marriage, had a three-month marriage. Mind you, he married uh, Elvis's daughter. He did, didn't he? Wouldn't that yeah, be something? Yeah, yeah. What do you reckon in the middle of doing something there and you'd be going, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> you'd be going, oh, yeah, baby. Oh, oh, oh. Thank you very much. In the ghetto, and the mama cries. And seen in the I'm bloody sure he did it in the bedroom before he jumped onto the bed. Right? She now, now remember she <laughs> she married, and now the people out there are trying to say, "Who are you talking about?" Jackson. Yeah. Uh, no, mm. Elvis's daughter. What's his name? Lisa. Priscilla. Lisa Marie. <laughs> no, not Priscilla. But it might as well have been when they were, when they got married. What she was sixteen or fourteen or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, Americans. Michael, anyway, the thing is, but Michael Jackson married her, and I'm going that. 
<laughs> that would be that would be the just I you know like if you had YouTube video on that night, and I, she said he Security. didn't con- he didn't Security consummate the marriage on the night. Apparently, he said she did. He did consummate it, but it was like she goes, um, uh, "Is it in?" He said, "Finished." Oh, you know, never worked. I'm finished. No children. No uh, children. Whatever it was, no and the whole thing. Anyway. Nick Cage had four days, three month marriage. Pamela two, Anderson, two Pamela Anderson had two month marriage, a three month marriage. Whew. I mean, remember her how do you get two? how do you get yeah. sick of Pamela Anderson after two months? Mm. It must have been every day, ten times a day. Oh, she doesn't pick up her clothes. I reckon that's what it is. Is it? She doesn't pick them up off the floor. That would annoy. If you're not picking up your seventy two G strings <laughs> before lunch, that would upset you, would it? Did you see the pornos back in the day? Pamela Anderson, you don't watch. A mate told me. Jesus, now we're we're, now now we're getting into lies. You know, you get pimples on your tongue if you lie. Yes. Yeah. Look at that. You can't even talk. (laughs) Got a big pimple on my tongue. That would be the record, wouldn't it? I just sound like one of those uh, women on normal radio that just comes in and giggles for a bit because she's got nothing good to say. Was that sexist? (laughs) I haven't heard you giggle yet. No, that's right. I must have said anything funny. But I've seen that would happen. That would happen. I'm just saying that those like. Four days, three months, two, three months. All that's short, aren't they? That's the record. I reckon that's the record. You couldn't, you couldn't beat that. (laughs) Are you leading me into telling the truth now? After all those lies, what? Thirty first of July, nineteen ninety seven. Oh, here comes a load of bullshit. No, no. Nineteen ninety seven. Nineteen ninety seven. I was living in the United States of America. I was living in Austin, Texas. Really? Yes. Yeah. I was. Well, Dr. Phil comes from Texas, doesn't he? Yeah, go on. Yeah, go on. And I went to Vegas, as you do as a young man. I was 27 years of age at the time. Everybody's doing the math now. Everyone's doing the math. They'll Google it. Yes, he's 105 now. I am. I am. And 15 minutes in Vegas. 15 minutes what? 15 minutes I was married in Vegas. What? There's a church. There's a church there. What? You got married for 15 minutes. I had a big night. I know my wife's <laughs> listening, so I've told her this story before it goes to air. Right. And a, a massive night. I was, I was there with a mate of mine who will remain nameless because if I say it could ruin his business. He lives in Texas? He lives in Aston, Texas. Aston, Texas. Crazy. I think we know who he is now, but we don't. Do <laughs> Sucked in no, no, I don't care about him, but what the 15 minutes in 15 Vegas? Minutes. What do you mean 15 minutes? Did so, you time it? Given did you consummate it in the 15? That's what all we want to know. Well, or did it last 15? Well, the 16 children we've shared together have been wonderful. <laughs> right. So what you do, it's a drive-through church. Drive-through so wedding. drive in. Yeah. Not a word of a lie. I don't need to because this is too good a true yeah. story. Yeah. You drive in. You sit in the car. Right. You consummate. The you marriage. consummate. You consummate the marriage. In the car. I get a kiss out the back. Right. Bang. Driving a station Bang. wagon at the time. Jesus. Station wagon. Right. You do all your bits. You sign the paperwork. You drive around the other side. They yeah. stop you. You order yeah. a burger and fries. You right. eat those. Yeah. And then the third window is you get a divorce and the paperwork. So we were married for 15 minutes. Me and a cheerleader from the Alabama football. Okay. I've got two questions here. First question <laughs> yes. is going to be uh, 15 minutes. So you get married. Yeah. Consummate around mm-hmm. the corner, get your burger and fries. I was pretty impressed with that. Then you get the divorce. Yep. So I'm figuring it has to be like two minutes or plus five <laughs> minutes, seven minutes. That's five, seven, 12, two, four. There's another minute for just, you know, taking your 
jocks off and putting them on again. Oh, yeah, I suppose we did not. That's the first question. Well, that was back so it must when- have, must The consummation must have been pretty quick. Well, hang on. That was back when McDonald's had the two old beach <laughs> patty special cheese special, special short Lord, cheese, whatever it was. On a sesame seed bun. And they had to say it in 30 seconds. Right. Other, you know, so and, you get it, was and you get it for free. Now, the second question and is, we pay for the right, are you remember the bloke who was the witness? Can you remember the name of the Alabama cheerleader? That's the second question. What? Bruce. 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 Yep. Front seat, back seat, made it easy. <laughs> I was in the back seat. Who? Watching. Oh, the bright. No, no, no. That's no. what he did it for. Well, he's the first witness. Obviously. There were quite a few witnesses. First and second witnesses. About a second and third. Yeah. Holy it, dude. There was a jury. What? The what? A jury. <laughs> Excuse me. The uh, the jury. Wasn't he a gardener? Jury? <laughs> gardener called jury. So. Jamie. The jury bloke in the back seat while you're going to get married and do the consummation to the bizarre. Well, you have to have a witness, don't you? Oh. The person attending the fries and the burgers is yeah. too busy. But there you go. I, 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 have, know. The re- I have the global record. I want right. a Guinness well, I want to know. Now record. there's a third question Quickest now. Third, third question is I want to know the name of the drug you're on. Kids, the 12 kids. Because it couldn't have been alcohol. It's Vegas, baby. Mm. What happens in Vegas stays, stays in, Vegas. in Vegas. all right. But Apparently, I want to know the name of the 12 kids. I know I didn't stay in well, no, the name of the 12 kids. Can't remember the first nine. <laughs> so out of, out of uh, public humiliation, I called number 10. Yeah. Ten. Because that was easy. Yeah. And we went from there. Right. And he now lives in Papua New Guinea. And his name's Ten. Ten. And he's just What's your morphed name? into a family. What's your name? Ten. Ten. Ten, ten, ten. Yeah. My father is JK. I was conceived in Vegas. No, not in Vegas. In uh, Alabama. 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 Jesus. Is that true? It is actually, apart from all the crap, yes, it's a true story. Did I'm, you get to I'm keep the uh, yeah. you got the marriage certificate and all that? Yeah, yeah, and the divorce yeah, papers because you, you'd want those, would you? It's over there. It's on you'd the want the divorce paper. All of You're it. kidding oh, me? Hey, is that in that same case with the, <laughs> David Boo? Yes. With the, no, it's in the same case with the um, big can of what was that? Budweiser. No, Canadian Club. How long did you know the Alabama cheerleader? Uh, well, done three clubs beforehand. Right. We've all seen the movies. I just tried to. So it was on the night. Yeah, yeah. And she was in it. In the movie or the No, car? she was going to be in everything that happened. You know, I'm from Alabama, <laughs> and I like you, baby. I uh, like you. Does that bring back memories? Well, that, that's right? how we got together. I'm not, I'm not exciting you at the all, though. No, no. <laughs> not exciting you that's at all, am I? I'm not looking. Here. I just yeah, don't look yeah. like her, do I? Would you like me to open this drawer? Was, her name, was her name Luella? <laughs> no. Was it? Bobby Jean. And she was Louise. Louise. A Jane. Oh. Louisa Jane. L- what? I'm, Louisa Jane. I'm sleeping the doghouse or the tree house oh, at the front for weeks. Dear, oh dear. You imagine she's listening to this podcast and going, hey, JK, I've had 15 more since you, <laughs> 25 kids. <laughs> but um, send money. Mate, that's. No, I can't believe it. It's a true that. story. 15 minutes. I was really? married for 15 minutes. My fir- And that's my first marriage. My second marriage now, which has been sensational, is yeah. 17 minutes and counting. Well, you must have a very understand. Well, obviously you, yeah, well, I'm not going to well, say too much. Long well, oh, I know that, but I just sort of, yeah. That one was in for the long haul, wasn't it? 15 minutes. Have the stopwatch on that one. If you've met me, yes. 15 well, that's minutes. amazing how she would be in it and all that sort of. Louisa Jane. 
Yeah, well, uh, you, you had to be there, which you, <laughs> would, you wouldn't have remembered either. So but we got an idea for a reality TV show. Oh, we're back to the topic now, are we? Yeah. Yes. So anyway, so after that shocking idea, mm-hmm. Married at First Sight, I feel, is yeah. a bit soft. It is. You get, you get a look at her. Of course you do. Or, or she gets a look at us. She'll be blind she goes, oh, He's all right. So, all right, I'll, I have a crack at this. And yeah. I can I can back out of this whenever I like because it's only television. But mm. I think they should they should toughen up. They should harden up in the great words yep. used by Tom Radonikus is harden yep. up and they should be dropped in to someone else's world. Not That's this it. wife swapping for a week. Nah. You should be dropped in the house, to an event, the, the wife, house, the wife, the kids. Kids, the mortgage. Mortgage. Money. Money's too tight to mention. Money's too tight to mention. Yeah, all that. Ten years in, yep. this is going to sort out you know, the wheat from the What do we call that? The Simply Red Experiment. Jeez. Wonder how I led you into that. Money's too tight to mention. Oh, fantastic song. Eh? Oh, yeah. See how they go. So now, if we're going to do that, yeah. what's the spin off? If we're going to put them into each other's lives mm-hmm. where there's no backing out. <laughs> yep. I've got a great idea. Okay. Arranged gay marriages in India. Oh, dear, dear, dear to me. What are you doing? You touch me like you know me. Who is being the bat and who is being the ball in the relationship? <laughs> I am a bottom, not a top. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing now? It's <laughs> so hang on, let's break that down. Arranged, hang on, because have arranged marriages in India. Yep. But these are arranged gay marriages. Gay marriages. They're going to be male and female. Yes. Okay. Well, I think they'll run out of them very, very quickly. You know that? Should because we set up a call You know why they do that? For this? Because they're not reproducing. What the bloody hell is going on here? <laughs> We've run out of people. What is going? We'll have to mix and match. We'll have the gray, gay guy with the gay lady. Oh, so with the lesbian with the you imagine that? Oh, I am a gay lesbian. So the from call, India. the call center and the website will be built extremely quickly, <laughs> which we're happy with, and then downsized to the Philippines, right. which means then we got the the American accent coming back in. <laughs> it's going to be so the arranged gay marriage yeah. in India could turn out. To be one of the greatest marketing ploys the planet's ever seen. I think so. And I think it's something, because it's a great excuse, yeah. that Trump would back. I'm not sure if I could do that. You, I don't think the word Donald. back, I don't think the word back should be used in that same thing, you know, in the same context. Back into something, back up, back up. I'm not sure. Okay, so if that's not a reality <laughs> TV show for you, Mr. Trump. <laughs> and if, if you're taking the world on with social media and you've got all these, you're going to play. Well, I'm sure we talk about it. <laughs> Keep talking about it. Well, we talk about it. Until we find something that's fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep talking about it. Listen, my next great idea. <laughs> Let's get out of that one. I'm leading you to it. Right. Our next great if, idea. If great excuses aren't working. Right. And you're Trump. Yep. Surely the concept that's going to work for everyone is. Oops, I've ended up at the pub. What a great name for a show. Oops, ended up at the pub because that's it. What happened? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Mrs. wanted me to do something. Oops, ended up at the pub. That would be it. Well, we're still alive and uh, the next segment is called The Pest. And he's actually he's become a friend of the show. Yeah, this bloke, he... Um, he sent us an email, didn't he? He did. He sent us an email. And yeah. I want to premise the fact that he sent us the email, and those of you uh, Eminem fans would understand this. There is an Eminem bloke that uh, they did a huge 
video, and I won't I won't go into detail. But there's a bloke that's a bit of a bit of a crazy fan, and 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 the pest has emailed in, and he thinks we live in an ivory tower, mate, because we talk to Trump and we talk to these blokes and yeah, etc. Yeah. And, and he feels he feels so. He said in his email that. We're only talking to him because we think he's Merv Hughes, but we know he's not. His name is Mervyn. He's from Adelaide. He's from Elizabeth. And he's thinking, and, he's sort of thinking, he said, oh, you're just like every other podcast, want to big note yourselves and have famous people on there and everything. You've got no time for the little person. And and he figures he's one of the little people and he wanted to have his say. And I thought, well, okay, we don't want to get anybody offside. So um, we thought we'd go and visit with Merv. And JK went to talk to him. Yeah, and and he's from Elizabeth in Adelaide, and we don't tread lightly there. I mean, we consider Elizabeth to be like a crown casino because it's one of the two places in Australia where you can pay for sex with chips. Oh yeah, oh oh yeah. But he's here. Uh, if you do or don't know Mervyn, if you're from Elizabeth, he works for Kino. We all know Kino. We've been in the pubs and we we've, we've played the Kino. And he's the official bingo pencil sharpener. So he spends his days and nights in pubs, which he's probably one of the most perfect blokes to have a chat with mm-hmm. when it comes to the pub test. But he's got an axe to grind, and he's a bloke that we've worked out. We've done a bit of research on him, haven't we, Danny? We've yep, yep. tried to find out who he is, and been, they have invented an app for him, haven't they, for yep. Mervyn? When we can all download to warn us when he's nearby. Thank God. Mm-hmm. And he's a man who greets all new ladies. Wouldn't you like an app like that to keep the pests away? He's a man who greets all the new ladies at his local. Did you hear that slur then? No, No, I didn't didn't hear a thing. A man who greets all the new ladies at his local with, would you like to come here often? (laughs) (laughs) He reminds me of Tom Hanks. He does. He reminds both of us of Tom Hanks. Yeah, reminds me of Forrest Gump. He reminds me of Tom Hanks. Well, then he is. He is Tom. We'll get him on the line, line, mate. Mate, Where where are you, mate? We're not going to dial you in. We're just going to – we've got technology on our side now, so we can just patch you in. Hello, Mervyn. How are you? I'm really good, JK. I was sitting in the corner then. You didn't have to – you didn't have to ring me up or nothing. I mean, you're talking about me like I'm not in the room. I was. Didn't see you, mate. Sorry. Well, you know, that's how I feel sometimes, you know, that, um, you know, people sort of – they they don't see me, and yet I'm there, you know. And I look, see, you know, you were sort of saying that, uh, you know, Mervyn might be the kind of guy who or bloke who who says, you know, we you got all the famous people on here, and you don't hear from the, you know, the, you know, the the you know the lower kind of people. I, mean, I don't know how to express myself. I was stuck in grade two for about five years. Yeah. Sorry about that. But I, you know, um, I thought you should be able to hear from that's I'm I'm on a podcast, right? Isn't that it's great. You know, I didn't realize I'd never thought I'd aspire to that. Well, we're making you famous. So Merv, uh, I think you've got to make the best of your opportunity and tell well, us why you're the, here. Well, the whole thing is, you know, that I don't think people think about the lower socioeconomic type of people in in the world. And, and how tough they really do it. See, I always – I got mates and I always mates. I always GM up. Mates. Yeah, mates. I've got some mates. Yeah. Aquinas or mates? No, mates. Mates, okay. Yeah, I, I see them every morning on the street. 
and uh, I got a flat, but they haven't. And oh. I, yeah, I invite them around the flat now and again, but they can't stay there. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, I've, uh, I have been drinking. I, <laughs> I. In the flat or on the street? Everywhere. Well, you know, I teach my mates. I say to them, I said, you've got to step up for yourself. You've got to be assertive, you know. You've got, to, you've got to step. You put your foot forward. You don't go backwards and everything. Whenever you go somewhere, you know, like they're all AFL fans down here in Elizabeth, right? And uh, and I always say, you, 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 if you see any of those blokes anywhere and, like, if they're doing their commentary thing somewhere, and you always go, you've got to ask them for free tickets because they they have to put the lower socioeconomic people in those stadiums to, to go and watch the game. Yeah. So Adelaide Oval. Yeah. You, you can't it? have always people just paying to go in there because some of these people haven't got the money to go in there. I reckon on a like there should be a corporate box at the footy each week for the homeless and and, and, and some pensioners. Wouldn't that be a great corporate box to be in a because they're, they're some very knowledgeable people amongst the homeless and the pensioners and they could go in the corporate box and you imagine if they're all fired up on free piss and 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 prawns and oysters and shit and and they get fired up even more and they could probably add to the atmosphere especially if you open the front window of the corporate box but wouldn't they feel confined in a box the corporate box doesn't it that doesn't it go against the well, whole we ethos could, of being homeless? We could, well, we could save on on. Tea. You don't even have to go to the toilet. They just piss there right in their seat because they're very they're very uh, you know used to that kind of thing. They they're very economical about everything in their lives. That's just where they are. Now, no, because if you open the window, and they could be vocal and they con con the crows con. What's the other team in South Australia? Pirates. What's the name of them? Port Adelaide. Port Adelaide. Come on, Port. You know, they all be yelling out, and they could be saving, you know, going to the dunny and that sort of stuff. You don't need to, you know, those guys, they'd appreciate that. But how, if if this is Mervyn, if this is part of your Mm. master plan. Well, you know. What else can we do to help you? What else could we do to help you? I've set up an email system whereby, you know, I've got all my mates and they've always got something to say about different things and they say, we should do something about that. There's plenty of things you should do something about, you know. How far is it to the bus stop? You know, how far is it to, you know, the Centrelink office? So how far? None, none of you got mobile phones. Oh, yeah. We've got we, some of us have. I'm mean, looking at your phone on the table here, and that's yeah. the uh, brand new iPhone 26. Yeah, so, of course. Uh, well, my mates have got that app that tells them where I am. So you got to keep that as well, too. Yeah, to apparently, trick them. yeah. And that's what I say. I, they got email set up. Why don't they do something about that? Because they've got complaints, you know? And we're all just human beings that uh, want to just participate in in what's going on. And this and this should be allowed. There's another column that I got. I got two columns. Why they should do something about that? And this should be allowed. And I don't know. We've got nothing in the columns yet. But I tell you what, it's going to fill up pretty soon. I I got one suggestion. There should be a happy hour, one day a week at Harvey Norman's for the homeless. 
happy hour, what time would that happy hour be? Well, I don't know. Maybe they could sort of mix it up a bit earlier so we don't oh. – we don't. Can we get a roulette wheel going and it changes it? Well, guys... yeah, well, so we don't annoy people. And the like happy that. hour is you should be allowed one item to take out of the Harvey Normans. Take home? Yeah. Even though you're homeless? Yeah. You can take it home. And by the end of the year, it'd be furnished anyway, whatever oh. it is. If you're homeless, you're on the street, it'll be furnished. Could we double it up and then you You could have... Bunnings. What? Why don't you then be allowed to take a product from Bunnings, yeah. build your own shelter, right, and then furnish it with the stuff from Harvey? That's Norman. right. That's what I reckon. And then when you're getting, you know, when you're doing it hard, sometimes between pension days and that, then you go and flog it. You go, you whatever you may get it, you get a flog uh, what? Flog well, whatever you took from Harvey Norman. <laughs> <laughs> You go and flog that. See, that'll save the taxpayer a lot of money. And well, it's Harvey not... Norman could write that off. They make millions. Write it off. They, yeah, they could write it off. My head's still on the last segment. What? Okay. Oh. They could write it off. Flog yeah, it. Off. it. Yeah. You imagine, it. you imagine Jerry Harvey go, oh, that's a good idea. I could write all that for insurance, eh? Hey? I, I, I would be the spokesperson. I'd go along and talk to Mrs. Harvey Norman and I'd say to her, this is a really good tax break for you. You could give away all that shit, you know. You imagine I could go and get a uh, and 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 <laughs> you could get you could get one of those like um I don't know the name of it. You press the button, it goes. Yeah, so you can. I'm not going to help you. Well, we've got nothing in there. <laughs> Put it in, make it smooth. You can make a smoothie, and maybe we could get um a bullet. You need a bullet. A bullet. That's oh, it. How big? Yeah. yeah. Big. We could get one of them and become healthy, and then we wouldn't be homeless. That'd be the whole. See, it's a roundabout thing. Oh, I don't get it. So you got the bullet, right? And you're healthy. Yeah, healthy, and you, you know, and you. But it builds the bullet builds a roof, or is that no, no, no? You, you, you feel better about yourself, and you go and get a job. Yeah. So, so where do they post your checks to? Um, to um, no fixed address. Oh, domain. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's where domain could make big money. Yeah. Imagine the homeless place living out the back there. And go there and happy hour, pick up your checks. Everyone's and, got uh, the same address. Imagine the freebie happy hour at uh, domain, 5 p.m. Friday, free nibbles come out. That'd be amazing. That'd be carnage. Carnage. Free nibbles. Free nibbles. Mm. Start nibbling on the staff. You think we, we should can bring- nibble everywhere. <laughs> nibble here, nibble there, nibble everywhere. But I'm just saying, you know, there should be freebies for the people who can't afford it. And that's just tax write-off to Harvey Norman. Right, I'm feeling sad. Yeah. I want to talk about homeless people. Mm. Feeling sad. It's making me feel sadder than when Jimmy Brings goes offline at the end of the night. But part of me feels you're onto something here. Yeah. You think of the army. The army? The army. Right. The army. Mm-hmm. Two arms, two legs. Two arms, two legs. Homeless people. Right. None of them affected by COVID. No. They're out of the flu. Miracle, isn't it? Flu's disappeared. Yeah, no flu. 99% of flu cases gone. Gone. Where'd they go? Um, Back to 2019. Vegas. Yep. What? How'd he get to Vegas? On the good ship lollipop. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so. 
Well, I think we're coming to the end of, the end of this segment. Well, it never started. But anyway, <laughs> we got halfway through it. But Mervyn, right. tell me. Yeah. You've been liking a Tom Hanks. Yeah. Tom Hanks came to Australia. Yeah. And the world hated us because we gave him COVID. Didn't oh, we? Remember yeah. that? He was in the Gold Coast University Hospital. Yeah. And they're all turning around saying, Bloody you Australians, you know, you've given Tom Hanks, you know, the world's most loveliest bloke, even though when you even though when you watch him at the uh what's his name? Ricky Gervais was sensational mm-hmm. at that Golden Globes and he, he put him in Globes, his place and he yeah. looked very uncomfortable. Yeah. But you see him in that position and next thing you know, him and Rita, where's the greatest place in the world to be? They should have stayed here. They went back to America. Australia. Bugged. Yeah. You know where he should have come to? Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Yeah, because that's where the first place is going to get all the free stuff. He could come and get in the corporate box at the, at the Port Power. Game. You know, you know, who used to play for Elizabeth. Elizabeth, as you call who it. played for Elizabeth, the Queen. The Queen. The Queen played in the hockey team there. And then what did you, who'd she play with? Prince Philip. Oh, stood, stood on guard. Yeah, at the game. Phil the Greek. He did. <laughs> he filled a few Greeks that day. Phil the Greek. Yeah, filled quite a few. You know. You know what? I, I reckon we we are a great debt of gratitude to the Greeks and the Italians. Oh, you know yeah. why? The Greeks invented sex, but the Italians added women to the equation. That's <laughs> why we should be so grateful to those people for migrating, immigrating to Australia. And I'd say they should be included in the um, freebies at the corporate box at the Port Power game. That's what I reckon they should be. That's the best joke I've told all night. Ain't say a Christmas a two-locatory. Eight rocket fuel, seven Malibu, six beers, five scotch, and a little bit of water. Four shots of bread, three. Nobody's tune is a pop. There we go again, Danny McMaster's 12 drinking days of Christmas. Uh, We got to the eighth day. We'll keep picking up uh, another day every episode uh, for all of us to enjoy. Thank you, Danny. Uh, But sadly, again, it's time to wrap up up, uh, today's show. Um, And in this episode, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Peeping Tom Shutters. Uh, You don't even know they're there. Joel Garner's Second Heart and Lung, Marcel Marceau's Greatest Hits, Unplugged, and the Bill Cosby Drink Coaster. It fits snugly on top of all glass sizes because you can't be too careful. And always remember, the secret to passing the pub test is to find a pub full of people who like you. Now, the tribute joke is going to be Danny again because uh, we recorded that much Rodney Dangerfield material last episode. We thought we'd let that spill and carry over into this episode. So enjoy. Well, we miss Christmas. Did you ever see? <laughs> Gee, that's a long bow, isn't it? Yeah. Did you ever sit on you ever sit on Santa's lap? You ever sit on Santa's lap? Rodney <laughs> <laughs> jokes. I'm slapping the table just for some effect in the background. Yeah. <laughs> Here, come on, you gotta remember that one. Yeah. No. Nope. <laughs> I gotta tell you. Oh, what? the great joke where he's talking about, uh, I know, I know, I jog your memory. He's talking about such an ugly kid that he was. 
<laughs> Such an ugly kid, you know. They had to tie a chop around my neck to get the dog to play with me. Hey, you know. I said at Christmas we had pigs in blankets, or as you call them, relatives sleeping in the spare room. Hey, I kill myself. <laughs> I'm down here. I got to tell you something else. Uh, well, you're filling in for gays. Yeah, well, you know, you know, I was an ugly kid. I was an ugly kid. You know, are you kidding me? My dad showed me a 30 minute PowerPoint presentation on why you should always wear a condom during sex. They're all pictures of me. Hey, well, that was the old gag of his, wasn't it? it was every time he wanted to have sex with his wife, she'd show, show him a picture of that son. That's it. Hey. Go, no. <laughs> I buy my guns from a guy named T Rex. He's a small arms dealer. <laughs> Hey, don't blame me. Oh, you know what I'm saying. Just uh, a bit of fact while you search for the better joke. Yeah, I'm looking for the last joke I'm going to finish on. You're going to do a lot of editing here, I'm telling you. That's a bit heartfelt, wasn't it? Oh, I think so. There's no punchline there. No, it's not. Vicky, tell us the joke about Rodney Dangerfield sitting on Sanders. Uh, I rang up Gamblers Anonymous about my poker machine addiction. They asked me to hold. I asked it, is it okay to start drinking as soon as the kids go to school, or does that make me a bad teacher? Yeah, it's a bukkake. We, we can put a stop to it if we all pulled together. Hey, went on a barging holiday in England. I didn't have a boat. We just kept pushing people into canals. When my <laughs> you're just reading. You're not, you're not surmising them before you read them. I love it. <laughs> my dad was in the Second World War, and he said, thanks to him, we don't speak Japanese today. He secretly killed 11 language teachers. Oh, my family, my was, family so was so poor. My family was so poor. So poor. That at Christmas, yeah. if Santa had a heart on, they'd put me on his lap. <laughs> it's taking you about four minutes to think that one because you, you started that. Had I changed the punchline because yeah. I thought that was funny. This morning I went to my premature ejaculators group, but it turns out it's tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah, I showed up a day early. I had a, I had a friend who drowned, so at his funeral we gave him a wreath in the shape of a lifeboat. Well, it's what he would have wanted. Talk about irony. My my friend died in his living room. No one ever gets that. Ch- I don't like it when you're kissing a girl and she realizes her eyes are open. You go, hell, she's coming around. I had one night stand. I couldn't get an erection. The woman says, uh, she's really understanding. She said, don't worry about it. It used to happen to me. One last joke. I'm fat, but I identify as slim. I'm trans slender. Oh, stop me. 